Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way, and that is by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they do this, but they never deliver on their promises, and you need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Clavio comes in. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. And that's why 10,000 innovative brands, including all of our clients at Wavebreak, have switched to Clavio. Now, What's the secret to building those customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock exact marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going all year round. Just head over to clavio.com slash beyond BF for more. Link is going to be down in the show notes below. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Wavebreak Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, the founder of Wavebreak. And if you're new here at Wavebreak, we help e-commerce stores stop leaking revenue with done-for-you email marketing. And recently at Wavebreak, we redid our website, which was, I mean, it was long overdue um, just because we've been crushing it for clients, but our website didn't communicate. We didn't have these awesome case studies up and Adding these case studies is something simple. You can go check them out at wavebreak.co, link in the show notes. Um, But adding these case studies is something super simple. And it's simple, but it's going to produce results in the long term. And often in our business, we forget to do the simple stuff. But the reality is that the simple stuff is what drives big results. It's not some new marketing hack. It's not some new this or that. It's the simple things. And in in your e-commerce business, one of those simple things is email marketing. And it's often neglected and we often put it on the back burner because it's time consuming. It takes a lot of work. And I mean, a lot of work month in and month out. And there's a lot you have to figure out strategy-wise. And that's why I put together a brand spanking new email checklist. It's called the e-commerce email success checklist. It's by me personally. I put it together. Download this checklist, go through it, and in less than five minutes, you're going to know exactly what you need to do to increase your email revenue. Basically, the exact strategy we use with our clients is an entire list of everything we do for people. Um, We don't hold anything back. We just literally, it's a whole list. And you can go through and check off everything you do and everything you don't, and then you can see exactly where you're leaving money on the table. So if you think of the 80-20 rule, this checklist will show you the simple things that you can do in your email marketing to unlock six to seven figures of additional revenue per year. That's it. It's so simple. All you got to do is download the checklist and go through it. It's going to take you less than five minutes and you can get the checklist at emailsuccesschecklist.com. That's emailsuccesschecklist.com. And if you look, it's also the first link in the show notes below. So if you just scroll down, click on that link, you can download the checklist. So I'll give you a few seconds to do that, to head over there, emailsuccesschecklist.com to go download it. It's super awesome. Fresh off the press, we just released it. Like I said, as all of our strategies and tactics for increasing e-commerce email revenue, straight in the checklist, super simple, easy to use. You can get it at emailsuccesschecklist.com. Definitely go check that out. If you haven't already, 
Like I said, links down in the show notes below. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Now, every week on the show, I interview the people behind the top Shopify stores and I get them to share their secrets. And this episode, I'm super excited for because we have a past guest coming on the show. So her name is Abby Walker from Vivian Liu. And if her name sounds familiar, it's because she was on episode seven of the Waybreak podcast, which is over an entire year ago. And today we're doing a recap on her business. She's been through a lot in the last year, a lot of ups and downs. Um, but without further ado, I'm super excited to get into this one. Thanks so much for coming on the show again, Abby. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to, to reconnect with you. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's, it's, Oh, I'm so excited. We've been we've been trying to get this interview going for for a few months now, but the universe was against us. <laughs> I know. It finally the stars aligned and we're able to connect today. Yeah, like like literally everything that could have gone wrong, I feel like went wrong. <laughs> like, like a it, flat tire. Yeah, you literally got a flat tire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you kept getting sick like on the exact day. Yeah, it was crazy. It was nuts. I thought you were just trying to avoid me. You, I was not. All right, but now that you've showed up, I'm like, okay, she wasn't. She, they're they're all legitimate excuses, but they, they totally were, totally were. But yeah, I was just like looking at my calendar this week. I'm like, oh, another Abby Walker call. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> I hope it happens. It's crossing my fingers, but we made it. We yeah, made it. we made it. But yeah, so for for the people who don't know you already from episode seven, which by the way, if you guys haven't already listened to it. Um, it's a really good episode. Abby talks about how she um, like doubled her store and like all the strategies she used to do that and with a single product is pretty insane. Um, so definitely go listen to that. I'll link that up in the show notes below. Um, but for the people who don't know you and haven't listened to that episode, Abby, who are you and, and what's Vivian Liu? Sure. So I am the CEO of a company called Vivian Liu and um, I sell insoles that empower women to wear high heels four times longer without pain. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward, but it's our products are, uh, I like to say our products are life changing because, um, I truly believe that a pair of high heels can change a woman's perspective on everything. And, uh, and I'm so incredibly honored to be able to provide these insoles that empower her to wear them longer without pain. Yeah, that's awesome. And you, you even wrote a book on it too, which I'll link up in the show notes below, which is a really good book, by the way. And the whole story, like you said, in the book, you tell a story about like one of the first times you tried on the shoes yes. or you tried on the, the insoles and the it just insoles. like totally changed your world. It did. Yeah. And so I, um, the name of the book is strap on a pair and it documents my journey from literally stumbling across this business opportunity. Um, when I was working full-time in corporate America to quitting corporate America, not once, but twice, and finally covering my lost corporate salary and never going back. So um, really, I wrote it for anyone who's kind of struggling to figure out what they want to do, but know that they are wanting and desiring something more. Um, and just showing them kind of the way it happened for me, and it wasn't clean, and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> but um, I don't think you have to know what your end story is going to look like in order for you to take those first couple steps. And so that's kind of why I, I wrote the book was to inspire those who want to try something different to take the first step towards, towards whatever they want to do, whatever their dream is. Yeah, it's a great book too. And that's, that's basically the whole topic that we talked about last time along yep. with like the, the insider secrets of, of your store and stuff. So if you guys want to listen to more about Abby's like story and her backstory, uh, definitely go listen to that episode. The link is going to be down in the show notes below. Um, but for now, I have a question for you, Abby. So like when we yeah. last talked, I think like, like we were talking before I pressed record, 
we recorded that episode before the podcast even launched, which was back in like 2017. And the, the podcast, yeah, and the podcast launched 2018. And so now it's been like, I mean, it's been over a year. I mean, it's probably been like a year and like four or five months now, which is just insane. Um, but do you remember where, where you were at the first time that we, we spoke? Oh yeah. I mean, things were going really, really well. It was like I was on a, on a, uh, entrepreneurial high. It was, it was phenomenal. Um, and since then I kind of like to say I went through a winter season of entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, it was kind of my sophomore year in having a profitable business. And I, I kind of hit a sophomore slump. Um, things, you know, I'm just going to be totally honest. It was not, it was a pretty rough year last year. Um, so we ended 2017 with just shy of $3 million in sales, which was phenomenal because the year previous we had closed, um, 2016 with $650,000 in sales. So the growth in 2017 was just mind blowing and phenomenal and absolutely incredible. Um, and I'm so incredibly grateful for kind of those lessons learned come 2018, um, early in the year, like I was still riding that high of like such a phenomenal 2017. Um, and I think honestly, I took the eye off the ball. Like I was just like, like relishing this amazing year of 2018. And I was scared to like, um, or excuse me, 2017. And I was scared, I think to close that year and start a new year. Cause I was like, what if I don't do so well? Um, and I didn't. And, I, um, so I didn't like kind of closed the year on 2017. I kind of rode that into 2018. Took, like I said, took my eye off the ball and didn't, wasn't looking at my numbers every day. Like I had been throughout 2017 and adjusting ads and going in every day and taking a look and really having a really strong intention to continue to grow the business. And I think that my business suffered because of it. Um, and so I, it, it scared me and I started questioning my ability as an entrepreneur, like, oh my gosh, was that a fluke? Was 2017 a fluke? Do I actually know what I'm doing? Um, can I do this again in 2018? And so I really struggled. I would say the first quarter of 2017, or excuse, gosh, I keep messing up my years, 2018. And then in April of 2018, we lost our dog. So my puppy of 17 or excuse me, 15 years had passed away and it really threw me for a loop. Like I think I went into like this grieving process. Um, and so like it took me another three months to like come out of that and really want to be excited about talking about high heels again. Um, and so most of 2018, I would say half of 2018 was really a struggle for me, but then thank goodness, um, things really took a turn, um, for the better in the second half of, um, last year. Um, and part of that reason was, um, I am now partnering with an agency called Giddy Up, and they, um, are kind of a network market affiliate marketing kind of powerhouse. Um, and, uh, Kurt, um, uh, Elster who runs, um, the ether cycle who runs, uh, my, the programming for my site and helps with theme updates and all that kind of stuff recommended. I reached out to them and he's like, you know, it kind of takes a while to get in touch with them. And if you don't have a product that you like, you know, sometimes they, they just don't get back to you. Yada, yada, yada. Well, anyway, I submitted my information and they got back to me right away. Super cool group of people. Um, and they really helped fuel the fire in terms of, um, 
interest in the product in the second half of last year. And because of their motivation and excitement around the product, it kind of helped me get back into it. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. So if they can do it, I can do it. And so it's kind of like refueled and reignited the passion around um, selling the insoles and around um, really being committed to growing the company in a really smart way and helping women um, get this product in front of women who can benefit it. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's great to hear that you bounce back. I know that's something like, I mean, on these podcasts, I mean, recently when I've done the recaps with guests, um, people have opened up a lot more about like the behind the scenes because it's easy to come on a podcast and like share your numbers when things are going well, but like, going well, exactly. Yeah. But like to open up about the, you know, the personal side of things, I mean, it really, I mean, that's really hard to do and and it's tough to say, I mean, and things like that, like losing a dog or losing a loved one or even getting sick or things like that, like these things we're talking before our call, but like these things in our personal lives, like if your personal life. I mean, like, if that's draining all your energy and stuff because of something that happened, like, you can't focus on the business. It's just not there. Um, right. It, would you say, like, that's probably, like, the number one problem you've kind of, like, faced as you've grown the business? Like, things like that or just, like, the motivation thing or, like, over the last year, like, what was kind of, like, that, that, like, what would you say, like, was, like, your kind of, like, number one problem that you faced as you grew the business? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I probably would say, um, much like I, I talk about in the book as well, um, it's personal. Like it, I had to deal with personal stuff in order for the business to thrive. Um, and I think that's critical, especially for smaller businesses. So I intentionally have grown Vivian Lou. So I don't have employees. I have a lot of contractors, but I don't have employees and I don't have investors. And so really moving the, the company forward and really being intentional about smart growth has to come from me. And if I'm not in the right state of mind and if I'm not feeling it and if I'm, you know, depressed because of the loss of our, our dog, you know, it just things just kind of go stale. Um, and I feel like that's where um, I had to do a lot of work, t- too, last year was like really getting clear on what my goals were and what I wanted to get out of the business Um and how I wanted to support my customers. And once that had really cleared up, things started showing up like this, this partnership with Giddy Up and um, other opportunities. And I started getting reignited and, and really engaged again in the business. But I feel like entrepreneurs have like a, a true relationship with their business. And you know, in any relationship, there's like these ebbs and flows and you go through conflicts and you kind of grow apart and then you grow back together and you know, all these things. And I honestly feel like that's kind of my relationship with my business too. Like we kind of drift apart and then we come back and drift apart and come back. And, um, it's just kind of a natural evolution. Um, but that space away from like doing the daily things to really focus on growth allowed me the space to kind of what do I want to do? What, where do I want to take this company? Should I take it in this direction? Um, so there are benefits to kind of stepping away from the business, even if, um, revenue and top line sales aren't necessarily as strong as they could be. No. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it makes, it's, it's a concept that like not a lot of people talk about. Like people are always like, here's the best new Facebook ad strategy, or here's this. I mean, I'm even guilty of this on the podcast. Cause that's a lot of what we talk about. Um, yep. But like the whole thing is, um, and it's not that any of that's wrong, but the thing is like ultimately like a lot of people listening to this podcast will get so much more value and make so much more money from their business and grow their sales if they just focused on themselves. Because like, 
I mean, I have a so, buddy who runs a business. He he hurt his back, and like when your back hurts, you can't sit in a desk. You can't sit at a desk. You can't stand at a desk. You can't work. You can't do all those things. And so, like one of his pr- top priorities is just fix his back because if he can fix his back, he's going to be able to like. I don't know, his focus and his energy is going to be so much more. And the same goes with everything, right? Like if you have relationships in life that are sucking your energy, like that's energy that you can't put into your business. If you have, um, you know, if your body isn't healthy, right? If you're sick or you're, you know, morbidly obese or or whatever, and you're not healthy and you're not exercising, you're not eating right. I mean, it, it literally affects your business, which is so crazy because, I mean, last time we talked, this wasn't on my radar at all. And now I feel like I'm one of those kind of like hippie business people <laughs> who's like, listen, you got to meditate. You got to do all the things. Here's my listicle for, for doing all these things. But it's so true because it's so true. Ultimately, and I would say yeah. I, I would even more so than like physically fit is like mentally fit. Like, are yeah. you in the right state of mind to to take your business to the next level. And if you're struggling or you don't know where to focus or what to do, or you feel like an internal struggle, like I'm questioning myself or I don't feel worthy of this or how dare I dream that big, like figure that out. Because once you figure that out, it'll, it'll start manifesting and it'll start showing up for sure. Totally. I mean, like they always say nobody, like you're always the best salesperson for your business and nobody's going to believe in your business as much as you do. So when you're doubting yourself and you're doubting your own business, why should anybody reach out to help you? Like, cause like people, I feel like people, because I run this podcast and I love when people reach out to me. So like, please people email me. My email is Dylan at wavebreak.co. Like just email me. I want to hear from you, but some people email me and like, they, it's like they ask for the, you know, the silver bullet. Um, but it's like, they don't even like, I can kind of tell when they believe in themselves and when they don't, because when they believe in themselves, then, you know, you go check in six months and you see, or you get an update and they've done all this stuff versus the person who doesn't even believe in themselves. And they don't even, it's like, they don't even believe in themselves enough to do anything. Um, and this happens to us too, as we grow our businesses, it's like we hit the imposter syndrome, just like you did, where it's like you hit, you went from 650 K in a year to 3 million a year. And you're like, well, well, maybe I was just lucky. Like, yeah. (laughs) It's a total fluke. Like maybe I really don't know what I'm doing. Like, you right. Know? So yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been interesting. So it's um. How did you overcome that? Like, how did you, like you said, you you took a lot of time to overcome those thoughts and doubts and and work through those things. Like, what? Like, how did you do that? How did you get to the place where you were excited about your business again? So I work. Um, I I now work with. Um, two coaches, but at the time I worked with three coaches. It was my sales coach, Ursula Manchez. Um, it was kind of like a business coach. I don't even know what to call her, but um, Jada Selner. Um, and then I have an EFT practitioner. So between conversations with those three folks, like I really kind of righted myself again and gave myself space and permission to not feel it. Like it was okay. Like I was beating myself up that I wasn't as excited about my company as I was in 2017. And I just needed to give myself a little bit of grace and space and feel my way through that. And then as soon as I did, it was like, um, you know, it was like, I literally, it felt like I was in a winter season and all of a sudden things changed and it was like spring again. So there was like regrowth and birth and like all this sun warmth, yeah, like this <laughs> stuff coming. Um, even though it was fall at the time, but it just, it felt like, Oh, thank goodness I went through that. And I, 
I know as an entrepreneur, I will go through that again at some point. And it's just nice to know that I am able to come out of it, knowing that the next time it will probably be shorter because it won't scare me as much. Like, oh yeah, just sit in this, feel this, work it out, and then, you know, be ready to move on. Um, but I would say in that space, one of the biggest lessons learned for me was being okay saying no to things. Like, mm. no, I don't want to do this. Like, so uh, that's why you bailed so many times on the podcast. No, no. That, was that was not last I'm kidding, year. I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, no, I'm not ready. Well, for instance, let's say it is a podcast. It wasn't in, in this instant, but it could have been like, no, I'm not ready to share my story yet because I'm not on the other side. Or no, I don't want to do that partnership with this specific influencer. Or no, I don't want to donate product to this specific charity event. Or, you know, there was a lot of, on the, on a smaller scale, I was saying no to things, but saying no was almost freeing in a sense. And so coming yeah. into 2019 and I'll just kind of share the story. So we, I finished 2018, um, with just over $4 million in sales. So I closed bigger than I did. Nice. In so I was like, yay, it wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. And so, um, but 2019 has actually like, I, I've leaned into this saying no energy. And so I've said a lot, I've said no to a lot more things in the beginning of 2019 than I ever have in my experience as an entrepreneur. And I know it's creating space for some big yes. And I don't know what that is yet, but, um, for instance, I was going to do a line of shoes. I was, I was literally knee deep in shoe samples because I was going to launch a Vivian Lou line of shoes with their insoles manufactured into it. And I got 31 day and I was like, no, that is not the right thing to do. So I halted that project. I think you talked to me about that last time on the podcast. You're like, yeah, I'm launching, I'm potentially working on this other brand. And yeah. So I did launch in 2018. I did launch, I actually launched a Kickstarter campaign. So Goldie Lou was this sandal line of sandals outside of Vivian Lou. Um, and that did extremely well. Um, but I was going to expand the Vivian Lou line with high heels and flats. And I was, and, but I got this like instantaneous d- download that was like, no, that's a reputation risk. And I was like, oh my gosh, I should not do that. So that was a no. Then I got accepted into this like really famous or popular mastermind. And it was like a clear, no, that's not the right option this year. And then like, so like all of these things, I've just like been getting like no pings, which has been so freeing to say, to create space and not do things that don't feel a hundred percent right. Cause I know there's going to be some big yes. And I'll be ready to accept that once it shows up. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the two things you're saying are like, totally awesome. And it seems like it's not, I don't know, it seems very high level, but like really, I think we always look for this next hack to get us to the next level. But really what we should be doing is like doubling down on the basics. So like you were saying no to create space, like the more time you have for yourself and to work on your own things, like that's when the magic happens. That's why you're able to launch the business in the first place because nobody was emailing you. Nobody was asking for this. Nobody was asking for that. And then The second thing I like that you said is like you're you invest in coaches and you invest in masterminds, which I think a lot of people see as like these these big expenses. And I mean, even I did um, in the beginning, but like 
I mean, if you can't afford an, a mastermind or, or, or a coach at that point, you know, start where you can, you know, start with a book, start with a course, work your way up. Yeah. But working with these people, like not only do you get access to their brain and can they see things that you can't, like, I mean, we overthink things so much, especially as entrepreneurs, like we overthink everything. Um, and then these people can literally just tell you like, listen, shut up. You're being stupid. Um, yep. like you literally yep. basically pay them to te- pay them to tell you that, like, stop. Well, it's, this. It's so true. And like the people that I work with don't, they like they are not in my space at all. So it's it's interesting, like the most benefit. So oftentimes people are like, I need a mastermind if in my case, either with other female direct to consumer brands or other e-commerce stores. And while there is so much value in that, and I love going to live events for those because you can chat with people and learn like in, like get instantaneous downloads. I love masterminding and coaching with people who are totally outside of my uh, space because they have the tendency of just for clarity sake, asking like really simple questions like, well, why, why are you doing it like this? Or why do you think your customer would want that? And then it's like, duh, it's like these (laughs) flashes of lightning that like strike you like, duh, you know? And it's just like these simple questions that they ask. And I'm like, and I just got all value paid for in a three word sentence or a three word question back to me. It's always like that. Like my notebook is full of like, like there's always like I always come out of one of those calls and there's like one sentence I wrote down that's literally one sentence and usually it's something I heard before but it's just like man if I just did that one thing one thing uh-huh yeah that's a great book have you read that book no the one thing not. oh you no. should read it it's a really good okay. one it's good about saying no and like getting things done by like doing more by doing less it's a really good book yeah. I'll link it in the show notes below um okay. My masterminds, if they listen to this podcast, will laugh at me because I talked about it for a few months, like every single week. But <laughs> um, as we as we start to wrap up here, oh, another thing I want to say, like too, like to touch on the coaching and the mastermind thing is like it's just cool to know, like in general, as an entrepreneur, you're not alone because like as you open up into these masterminds, you realize like nobody has a perfect business, and even though you're always envying someone else in there, and like every business looks greener, like they're really like all the same. Like there's you don't see all the flaws and all the things that are breaking beneath the surface. <laughs> like right. I was even listening to a podcast with the founders of Stripe, you know, like the billion dollar yeah. payment processor. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, have you, um, like, do you ever look around and like realize like, Holy cow, we built like this like $9 billion or $10 billion company or whatever it is. And they're like, well, no, that's because we wake up every morning and usually there's an email about how something's broken. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, Oh wow. Like that's so funny. It's like, okay, so I guess I just have to live with that. Right. But yeah. And um, one thing with, with coaches and masterminds too, is they give you permission to like, it's you almost like I, one thing that I get out of it too, is it's okay to feel the way you're feeling and it's okay mm-hmm. to be struck. Like they give you permission to like be where you are. And it, that's so refreshing, you know, like you don't have to go in and, and uh, pretend that you have all your stuff together when you may not, you know, they give you permission to, to, have faults and and you know, yeah and just and be yourself are, and be be who yeah. you are yeah because if yeah. you bottle that stuff up like someday you're just gonna explode and then <laughs> like we we're talking about with the whole you know your your business is basically a reflection of you like if you yeah. blow up then your business is gonna blow up if you have a team now those people are out of a job like there's a lot of people depending on you um but yeah that's awesome so as we start to wrap up here um i mean you, you you've covered a lot but like if you could like 
I mean, if there's anything, any way you could like summarize everything you said, like before we sign off, do you have like any closing thoughts or words of advice for somebody who might be going through, you know, they might be going through their sophomore slump, like you talked about, or going through their, you know, terrible six months or whatever. Yep. I would just say it is, you have permission to feel bad. It is okay to want to step away from your business for a bit. Um, It is okay to admit that you personally are struggling with things and seek help or advice for that. Um, And one thing that I would say is always go back to kind of why you started. So like clearing out the noise and like, what's that one thing about your business that gives you joy? Like I, um, and it's so funny, but like, I love Facebook ads. I love hate relationship with Facebook ads. But so I just started doing my Facebook ads again every day. And I just started monitoring the profitability of my Facebook ads every day. Like I had in the beginning when I had no other team or contractor to do that for me. And so it was like going back to those basic things. And then you kind of relearn what ignited, like what sparked you in the beginning. And one thing that, sorry, this is another thought that just popped into my head. But one thing when I hired a bunch of contractors to do a lot of work on my company, I felt disconnected from my company and my customers. And so I, um, it's okay to like bring on teams and then to let them go. So you have, you get your hands back into the business and can hear from your customers directly and you can respond to them directly, um, and get re kind of reunited with your customer base, which is so critically important. And one thing that actually was critically important in bringing me out of that sophomore slump. That's awesome. That's wonderful advice. This is a great episode. And I love it because it's not like we, we were talking about before, which is the typical, I mean, not that that was a typical episode or anything. But I mean, I think before we talked a lot about your Facebook ads and your strategy there. But yes. this is something that's super valuable that I think a lot of people will get value out, like whether they're a value out of whether they're a smaller company or, you know, a bigger company, and they're just hitting one of those lulls. Because um, I know like Facebook's always changing. I always say this, like Facebook's always changing, you know, Google is always changing, their new update is going crazy. Some people rank better, some worse. Anyway, lots of things going on. And it can be easy to beat yourself up. But take Abby's advice. It's, it's really great advice. And as we wrap up here, Abby, where can we go to learn more about you and your company? Sure. So um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at iHeartVivianLou. Um, and then you can also follow me at Abby Lou Walker on Instagram and Facebook too. That's kind of my author page if you just want some some of my noodling and thoughts on entrepreneurship. Wonderful. And I'll be sure to link up everything that we talked about down in the show notes below, as well as the previous episode. If you guys haven't listened to that and you want a more tactical episode on how Abby was able to grow her business from 650K to $3 million in one year, go listen to that episode. It's a really good episode and Abby really doesn't hold back and she shares all her secrets. So (laughs) go listen. It's another awesome episode and she brings her awesome energy to that one as well. Um, So thanks so much for coming on the show, Abby. I'm glad we could connect for it. And I'm really excited to get this episode out there just because I mean, you're a great guest and I really think what you're saying a lot of people need to hear. So thanks so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me again. I'm glad we were finally able to connect. (laughs) Same here. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue and you feel like you're leaving money on the table. But you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. 
Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak method that number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or or what what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge. And it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Wavebreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible and we can talk about how we can work together. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 